Hello and welcome to the Diabetes Dugout with Brighty and Peachy, brought to you by the Diabetes Football Community. This is your regular dose of all things football and diabetes as we bring you the stories of those affected by the condition who have a love of the sport. Everything we share and talk about on this podcast is from personal experience and if you have any concerns about the management of your condition, you should always check in with a healthcare professional. Now, with all that said, let's crack on with the episode. Welcome to episode 13 of the Diabetes Dugout. Joining me today, my co-host, the legend that is Mr. Chris Bright. Brighty, how are we doing? I'm very well, Mr. Peach. How are you doing? Good. Not bad. Not bad. Can't complain. Big, big question. How are you feeling after the uh, the Villa selling arguably their best player? 100 million. Good deal. <sighs> it's a tough one, isn't it? It's a tough one to take when you're a Villa fan. Obviously, the man's been pivotal in uh, establishing us back in the Premier League. He's been a big part of the framework and inspiration for academy players. And he's the club captain. So it's a tough one to take. But when you look at all things considered, £100 million for him is a very good bit of business, I think. Uh, bearing in mind that he's... Uh, you know, he's not quite proven in the Premier League. He's, you know, he's made a good start and he's yeah. done some really good things in the time he's been there. But I wouldn't say he's a proven uh, high performer in the Premier League just yet. Clearly he has the ability to do that, but not just yet proven it. So I think all round, great bit of business and um, yeah, tough one to take. But I think for, for everyone involved, I think a good deal, John. I think sometimes, it, in in my opinion, it, it's sometimes a bit... Um, maybe a bit harder when they're a local lad and you think they've been there for so long um, and you think, yeah, that they're properly, that they've bought into, into the culture of the club. They've been there for so long that like he potentially could have gone when, um, when you went down to the championship, but, um, stuck around. Yeah, I think that's it. You know, the, he pulled us out of the ashes, if you like, when we went down into the championship and we spent three years there played a massive part in bringing us back into the Premier League and he's come through from being a kid at Villa as well spent a lot of time there um, over many many years and it does it's a bit of a sucker punch when you lose somebody like that who clearly has the club in his heart uh, but he's moving on for what is the right reasons and the money involved is you know it's crazy money isn't it really and, and what that yeah. can do for Villa anyway is going to be big as we've already spent some of it. And clearly we had some money to spend anyway. So it, it looks quite promising all in all. And yeah, good to see him go. But I think for for all parties involved, £100 million, I think it's not, you know, it's it's everyone's coming out with a smile on their face, I think. Yeah, I think that's right. I think they've um, definitely seemed to have invested it. Wisely, I'm a big fan of Danny Ings. I think he's going to, I think he'll, he'll do well for you up front with Watkins. You can see yeah. them. Funnily enough, I have a feeling Danny Ings is going to feature quite highly in people's fantasy football teams now as well. Well, I'll give you a little bit of a, a, a tip here, John, and a bit of insight into my team. But Danny Ings has gone straight into the front line, straight in to my front line for my fantasy team. So, yeah, I think he's going to feature in 
quite a lot of teams, especially when you consider who's going to be feeding him, the likes of Buendia, uh, Leon Bailey and uh, Bertrand Traore, who last season played very well as well for Villa. So I think Danny Ings is going to be in quite a number of fantasy teams. So I, I put Ollie Watkins in. I had him. I, I could see Ings. I could see Watkins benefiting from having Ings there. But now I'm thinking, oh, I don't know. Do I? Maybe I should go Ings. I don't know. I mean, he scored in his first game at the weekend, John, in the friendly. So he's bound to start in the first Premier League this weekend. First, first game this weekend against Watford. So I wouldn't put it past him bagging on his debut. Who was your friendly against? It was against a team that just came up from Serie B into Serie R. I can't quite remember the name of them, but um, yeah, we won 3-1 and he scored and Ashley Young scored. Um, So yeah, I think it'll be, and El Ghazi scored as well. So, you know, there's some some strength in depth at Villa now, which is nice to see. Yeah. And on the subject of fantasy football, we've got a, a TDFC fantasy football that we're running, haven't we? We do indeed, and it's uh, you know an opportunity to raise important money for the project, and also just a good bit of fun, isn't it, John? I mean, we have a bit of banter about it every year in the with all the lads that are involved and those that uh, chip in outside of that. And um, you know, ten pound to enter, five pound goes to the diabetes football community to support all of our projects and what the work that we put in, and then obviously five pound goes into that prize pot. So if you're lucky enough to to be good at fantasy football, which I'm definitely not, then you know you could pick up a bit of money at the end of it as well. And and it's not just about the um well, it's always about the winning, but you also that there's a few spot prizes as well for finishing different positions or certain things that I know that Zaku's overseeing it and, and Toby's got involved and, and, and JT that, that, that they're gonna come up with as well. So it doesn't matter if you're not very good at it like ourselves and and like Mr Ward of course who I think had a record low points did he did he even get double figures last year for his fancy football I remember <laughs> uh, there's an argument that we should have created a second league for Ward to go into <laughs> um he was talking about relegation and based on his performance last year I think we're looking at giving him another booby prize and another spot in the in the the newly created TDFC championship that goes below the TDFC Premier League <laughs> Just for Wardy. I mean, to be honest, Wardy. even if he was in a league with just him, I still wouldn't put money on him winning it. <laughs> oh, Tim, sorry, mate. <laughs> we love you really, Tim. Right, let's get on to today's subject. So what we thought would be quite useful today was be talking a little bit about the, the, the first session we had. We've, we've taken our time to do this just because... We've both been, both had lots of different things, summer holidays. But today's episode, we, we're going to be looking at the the first session we had back. So on the 27th of June, we were lucky enough to have our first session with the lads for 16 months. So March 2020 was the previous one. Um, such a long time in coming. And, and I know a lot of the lads missed it. Um what I want to do, Brighty, is just just chat to you because you're the one that did all the organising for it and and, and all the planning, um, just to, as to as to what the day looks like. So, let's just talk a little bit about the build up. Um, talk to me about the, the, getting the venue, about 
planning for the day and and, and things like that sort of how long does it take and what sort of things did, did you have to do for that day yeah so planning is extensive you know a lot of people will only just see the output at the end of it and I know a lot of the lads come and really enjoy it but I try my best to put on a day which is as professional as possible because I know that because because people are traveling such distances to come to the day, I want the environment to be one that they really enjoy, uh, feel welcomed in. And I also want them to get that feel of it. This isn't, you know, it's a, it's a great opportunity and hopefully they enjoy it and they get some good coaching points from it. And, you know, they go away feeling that it was well worth the two hours, the three hours that they might have driven or uh, had to sit in a car or sit on a train for to get to these sessions. So, I put a lot of work into it, you know, throughout the pandemic, a real problem that we had was finding a venue. So because of the challenges with coronavirus, many venues wouldn't, you know, accept bookings for a long time. Um, then getting indoors, obviously, with the way that the virus was being spread was even more challenging. And obviously, traditionally, we play futsal. So that is an indoor sport played on a court. So we were looking to get indoors. So actually, we had to transfer outdoors for this particular session and for the subsequent one that we did in uh, July. And that was just, you know, I was rooting around for venues and I came across, obviously, the Worcestershire Football Association have just moved into their new site, uh, which has a uh, sort of 3G, 4G pitch. And luckily, with good links that we've always had with them, and um, I, I just sort of, was again just rooting around and speaking to as many people as I could that were on the football scene to find somewhere that would would house us for a for a Sunday really um, and they came up trumps for us they offered us a, an opportunity to come in um, use their facilities so we used the sort of training room and the community room there and also uh, we used the the pitch so we spend a good three hours or so together yeah. in sort of that environment where and, you know, we booked that first room, the sort of meeting room or the community room to just get everybody in because I know people have traveled for a while, you know, give people a chance to wake up a little bit. And and also just to have a bit of a chat around a few different subjects, a little bit of learning, maybe a little bit of teaching, also a little bit of fact finding sometimes. And also for us, is it's a great example to brief the guys on where we're up to with TDFC, what's coming up next, maybe where we need some support around um, sponsorship, funding, donations, projects that we might have coming up. So it's a great opportunity to do that in that first hour. And then also to introduce the session for me. So telling them a little bit about what I want to focus on in that training session so people can go out with a clear idea in their mind about what to expect from what we're going to talk about and what we're going to coach out there. And hopefully so they can focus on particular areas when they do get out onto the pitch or the court. So I try my best to put in the hours beforehand. So the hot, the session's completely planned out. I know everybody who's going to be there. I've put everybody into teams already that's going to that's going to turn up on the day. And um, I try to make sure that the, the session sort of runs into each other smoothly, has different dimensions to it and uh, test people in different ways, but also gives a lot of autonomy, John, and hopefully you've seen that from the way that I've yeah. delivered and coached, is that I try to give the, the lads ownership of this, some of the decision-making, and I just try to chip in and sort of guide in certain areas with 
my knowledge, if you like, of, of football and futsal. So very much trying to bring people on the journey and also create leaders amongst the group. You know, those that are clearly demonstrating that they might be good players and potential leaders in, in teams in the future that we might create and generate. So I very much focus around that. But a lot of the time beforehand goes into planning that session, linking um, to venues, trying to find venues, source them, pay for them, you know, that sort of stuff. And then obviously the, the whole content of the day is uh, is that point where we're, we're planning in the weeks and the, the couple of weeks beforehand. So, it, yeah, there's a, there's a whole load of things that go into it. And um, I think any manager or coach would, would tell you there's a lot of hours that go in before yeah. doing anything. And this session was um, it had the added complications, didn't it? Or the added pressures with because of COVID, we were having to do all these extra things. So we we had to do a, a different risk assessment or a, an additional risk assessment before we were having to do people's temperatures. So we had to make sure we got a thermometer, a digital one to check people's temperatures before they could come into the building, hand sanitizers, all, all these things that we hadn't had to do or hadn't had the experience of, of doing before for a for a session just just added to it as well didn't they yeah absolutely there was this uh, additional challenge that covid had presented us in terms of all of these added tasks and things that we needed to complete just to get out there on the pitch and obviously with the fact that we come from a background of potentially being more at risk due to the pandemic it was something that we were obviously keen to have to do because we wanted to demonstrate that this was important to us as those, you know, living with diabetes come into a session that's involved in sport. Um, but also, you know, recognising that there might be, you know, a little bit of fear amongst some people yeah. coming to it as well. So actually demonstrating that we had to step through those hoops and we had to, you know, make sure people were uh, had masks available there was hand sanitizer around and also like you said the temperature checks and uh, additional risk assessments i probably imagine that that gave people a little added peace of mind as well that we had to step through those hoops just to put the session on although didn't make it any easier john in terms of getting the session on <laughs> in terms of the workload i think the um yeah it's interesting you, you touched on there about the um putting people at ease and, and chatting to some of the lads it was the first time they'd sort of be, been playing football since, I mean, th 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 there were times when people could go back training during the, um, during those 16 months and could go back to playing with their teams. And then it was on and then it was off again. Um, but like I say, just, just getting all those people together and being in there, I think it was, it was important to just, just put people's minds at, at ease. And yeah, I think it was, yeah, just those added complications. They just put there to, to challenge you but you definitely came out stronger and um, one of the things that the, you, you talked about there was was people coming from dis different distances um and obviously we we had the session in Worcester what sort of um what, what sort of places were people coming from so it, it's not just down the road is it no so Worcester for anybody who's not you know aware of where it might be is pretty central in the country it's kind of Midlands area um but we had everybody coming from from the northwest through to London and the southeast through to the east of England and, you know, as, uh, and as far west as Aberystwyth, you know, on the Welsh coast. So it was, yeah, there's a number of people doing easily over two hours, some probably more like three. 
to come to the session. So I always am amazed that what we do is, you know, backed in such a way where people will travel as far as that to come to the sessions. And I'm always incredibly grateful that the guys put in those hours to come to the session and, and come and enjoy it, enjoy it all with us. Um, and that's why I, I hope to put in such an effort in trying to make the day worthwhile and, yeah. you know, make it as professional as we can and give the guys something to think about and uh, something to take away with them. You know, even if it's thinking, even if it's technical advice, even if it was a question around diabetes, whether it was a question around um, sport and how to approach it or whether it was actually, you know, tactical part of football or futsal that they get to go away and take that with them when they leave the session. So, you know, I, I try my best to put on um, a session where all of that is encompassed in what we do. And um, I think, John, I don't know what you feel about the last couple of sessions you've been to, but I think we've managed to achieve large parts of that always looking to improve them though but from most of the feedback yeah. that we've got is it was it's pretty good and it was nice to start but I'd love to get us back indoors so we can play futsal um in the way futsal was intended you know back on the court indoors yeah I think the, the, the bit you said there about um people sharing diabetes experience for me was really powerful and there was we, we had 13 people at the session um the 13 participants sorry um but the, the conversations that you could see having, and, and some of these lads have come along for the first time, and they were just sort of in awe of, hang on, I'm, I'm in a room with all these other diabetics who I'm diabetic and they like football. And there's, there's just, we've got that thing in common straight away. And, and there was no taboos around talking about blood sugars and going high and, and, and the advice that was being offered and people comparing the insulins that they were, they were on and, people comparing the, the the pumps that they are on or different experiences with how long the their insulin takes to to kick in after a meal um and and, and things like that and i know that chatting to some of the lads they were just blown away by that so whilst we're we're putting on this session of, of futsal it's not just about the the, the sport for you for us is it no, it's a, it's a lot more than that. It's about trying to ensure that the guys go away with impact around their personal lives and what they can, you know, get from it for their diabetes. That's always what the premise has been for these sessions is it's more than just football. It's more than just futsal. It's about the whole environment that we create so people want to come in and feel comfortable to talk about their condition and then it's an opportunity in those moments for people to come in learn as much as they can ask as many questions as they want around diabetes and not feel like that that's a burden just to feel like that that is okay to talk about diabetes as a man in a masculine yeah. if you like sport like football or futsal can be just to feel comfortable to do that. And that is one of the things that I think we achieve by doing what we do and is incredibly powerful and has obviously had, from what we've seen in terms of blog posts, um, some of the podcasts we've already done, has had a dramatic impact on a number of people. And we hope that we'll obviously continue with these sessions for as long as, you know, as God is willing that we can continue with them. And uh, yeah, it's just because I hope we can have the same kind of impact for more and more people in the future. Yeah. 
I think one of the things that for for me um, is is massive, and, and I know chatting to some of the other lads is that um, your encouragement for people to check their levels quite regularly. Um, and and chat to some of the lads, they were like, "Oh, I, I normally sort of do it in the corner or, or hide and do it." And all of a sudden, everyone's got out. They're either pricking their fingers or, or scanning their arms and onto their phones and just seeing everyone doing it. And then um, what, what Chris does is he, he says, right, tell me your levels. And he, and he goes around everyone and, and, and checks their levels. And it's like having your your mum or dad there telling you off sometimes because he's going, oh, you're 4.3. Have you had something to, have you taken something for that? Or I need to keep an eye on you. And, and, and it's just that there's no no judgment no feeling or I don't want people to know about the diabetes that I know a lot of us have gone through especially in that sporting environment um and it's just I I know that for me in the in the first session all those years ago I was blown away by that but we're still now getting lads coming along who who go wow it's it's incredible doing that and it's um yeah I I think it's a really healthy thing to to be doing but it's also it's it's then what I noticed in the second session is not just you doing that. It's other people going, have you checked your levels? And oh, what's your level? And, and they're actually asking each other or they're keeping an eye on someone else who, whose level wasn't, whose levels weren't, um, or, or, or were going low. So I think it's that just, just breeding that confidence and people being able to do it and, and looking out for each other is, is, is incredible. Yeah, that was the my that's a kind of active decision that I took from the very start is that I wanted people to feel as open, um, to feel like as they could be, and also to not feel judged in any way by the glucose level that they had at that yeah. point in time, but also to feel that they were comfortable to share it, you know, whether you were high, whether you were low. I want people to feel that they can share that with us and we can support them in whatever way they need. So we've in the last couple of sessions, people have had to drop out, actively had to drop out of the session because their level was low. And I encourage that. I say to them, if you are low, please tell me, please go and find the treatments that you need, glucose treatments. We tend to bring them along ourselves as well yeah. as, the, as a community to ensure that people have always got them. Uh, I know the guys tend to bring their own as well. So there's always enough around, but I encourage them. And I just say, when you're ready, when you feel ready to come back and play, just let me know and we'll get you back into the session. Because all of that is really important in feeling like your diabetes for one, isn't a burden to anybody. Two, that it's not, you don't want it to affect your performance so you can come back in and really sort of smash it. And three, that, that there's just general acceptance of what this is all about. And in, in terms of the whole environment, the whole ethos of there's nothing wrong with having difference. We're actively encouraging difference. And that is something that I've hopefully been able to champion from day one when we've done this project. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's definitely that, that definitely shines through. Um, I think that there's another couple of people we need to mention as well, aren't there? Three others that I can think of. Um, your mum and dad, Dave, Sandra, where would we be without them? Oh, they, they play a big role, don't they? When on these sessions, they come and give us a, a huge hand in 
uh, organising, setting things up, putting things away, uh, making sure people are in the right places. They allow me to get on with the the leadership part of it, I suppose, where I, yeah. you know, I have to go and deliver at the front for the the group to begin with. Um, the the conversations that we lead then around um, the session of the, that day and maybe what we were doing around education or the, the sort of uh, premise of TDSC at that time, what we're trying to achieve. So I have to go and lead on that. Then I have to go and lead on the coaching. We always need people to support us, you know, in that capacity. And, you know, my mum my and dad um, play a huge role in that. They come in, you know, out of just the, the goodness of their heart and just give us time and, and just make things happen on the day. And, you know, we wouldn't, it wouldn't run as well as it does on the days without their help. And um, yeah, I'm always incredibly grateful for all of the, the support they've given me and I'll obviously give all the lads on those days as well. Yeah, I think that's well. I think the, I, I just remember with your mum just going, right, I can do the temperatures. Right? It was just the, the, the proactiveness as well of, of having someone else going, oh, do you know, we can, I, I can do that, which, which means it's one less job. And, and watching your mum and dad just tidying everything up when, when we left the room, carrying stuff down, I think it's, it's great. And then someone else as well we need to mention. Absolutely. Obviously, Chris uh, Bartlett, who's just joined us to get involved in the photography side of things. And, you know, some of the incredible images that he's created in the last couple of sessions for us all to uh, help promote the work, to celebrate what we're doing to give the lads something as well when they leave the session something extra you know some of these images are that good you know the guys are posting them all over their social media so it all adds to it and what Chris has been able to do is to bring it to life and you know really showcase the day through his own blog and through the the photography he's able to capture and he's a obviously a really lovely bloke he's got type one himself so obviously understands it and has been a sports photographer for quite a while and um yeah produced some amazing images and uh yeah a huge thank you for for all your support as well chris for for yeah. these sessions and uh, uh I, I imagine you echo the same sort of few views on that as well john yeah although i i, I would but i'm not happy that his um his photoshop skills aren't good enough to uh, make me look as though I was pre-lockdown weight. Uh, um, I, I did speak to him and he, he told me he'd charge a bit extra for me to do that. And maybe it was my fault because I didn't pay him. But no, I think it's it, it's incredible that we've got someone coming along, driving hundreds of miles to, and, and his participation is, is basically taking photos and supplying them to us. And it's, it's an incredible gesture and yeah the, the, the photos are, are, are incredible and, and, and really do or, or really will help us um publicize and grow tdfc in the future so yeah massive thanks chris for doing that the the only other thing i wanted to just just touch on there we, we, we've talked a bit about it um wanting to get back inside and, and, and doing futsal so this has been a, a sort of a, a combination between football and futsal that, that we've been doing what um with, with the group of lads that we've got there, what sort of experiences have we got of, of futsal with, within that group? Has, has everyone played it before? Or have we got new newbies as well? Yeah, it's a real mix. There's some players that are well rehearsed now in futsal. So you've got some, I'm going to call them more leaders now, hopefully, because they've played futsal for a while. They might have been to a few 
or two of the Dia Euro tournaments we've done before. So they've been focused in on maybe some of the performance element that we've had to push before. Um, they've obviously become, ex they've been exposed to the tactics of the team and obviously been in an environment where they've played six or seven futsal games in a week on two or separate occasions. So um, they there, there's one end of the spectrum. Then we've got other people coming in that are literally, they've obviously played football before, but never been exposed to what futsal um, is as a sport and how it differs to the 11-a-side game. So we're trying to in, in sort of incorporate uh, sessions which can bring people with those sort of, if you want, those entry points into futsal. So those that have got football experience but have never played futsal before. So I'm trying to create sessions that can help them learn. But in that meantime, I'm trying to challenge the guys that have got some experience now with the sport and have been playing for a while by asking them to lead and by asking them to take ownership of their teams, by taking ownership of the tactics, maybe some of the set pieces, because they now have the skills and the knowledge to be able to do that and alter things. So it's uh, as a coach, I'm trying to bring people new into the sport and still challenge those that have got, you know, two or three years maybe now of experience with it and have obviously had a football background before and maybe have been to some Dai Euro tournaments where they've really been exposed to high-level futsal and against some of the big teams that have, you know, caused us some serious problems like Bosnia before and, and Portugal have, have caused us problems that we've played at the tournament. So they'll have been exposed to some real big challenges. So, yeah, I, I think we've got a really nice group and um, it's yeah. exciting to see new faces coming in. There's some talented boys that have picked it up very quickly. There's obviously talented boys within the existing group. I think it's really exciting and obviously by the fact we've got such high numbers now wanting to get involved, I think the future of what we can do um, even here in the UK to encourage competition between ourselves and then hopefully more widely when we go internationally, I think it's really exciting. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I, th I think that I think that's it and, it and it's great seeing some of these lads coming along and, and it was Mo made a really good point in the, in the WhatsApp group um, in terms of encouraging people along and, and, and he said we've all been, well, pretty much all of us have been in that position where we've come along to our first session without any futsal experience. So, yeah, just I just encourage anyone who's who's thinking, oh, shit, I don't know if I want to come along because well, people might be of better ability, just do it, come along. We've got such a bearing ability and and, and hopefully, as you will have been able to pick up from, from listening to this, it, it's not just about the playing futsal, the playing football. It, it's, it's about being that group of diabetic blokes together and being able to share your your diabetic experiences with each other as well so we, what we what we're going to do just to finish we've during during the day during the session what we did is we got some recordings with people um so some of these lads it's their first time they've been some of them have been more regularly some of them have been to the dieros so some of these interviews that that you will now hear are from before the session, some are um, after we've had the classroom session, and then we've got a really nice um, wrap-up with uh, you, me, and, and three of the lads uh, at the end. We, we just sat down, had a bit of lunch together, and, and, and got their thoughts on the session and, and, and what, 
what they got from the day. So we just thought we'd, we'd put those in as well to give you a, a bit more of an insight as to, as to what goes on. I, I think we just, yeah, just from, from me and the rest of the lads, Brighty, just a, a thank you for organising organizing these sessions. And, and hopefully people can see it's not just a case of, right, we're just going to turn up and, and, and have a kick around. It's, it, it's, there's a lot more planning that goes into that day. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, I really enjoy doing it. I, I love the environment, um, the feeling and the vibe that we've created on the day is really powerful, full of encouragement, uh, full of fun and banter as well, which is important. So everyone can feel comfortable to have a laugh as well. And yeah, I, I'm excited what we can do in the future. Obviously, I, I'm honoured that I get to sort of help everybody through with this project um i get to organize it for those that want to get involved and i encourage anyone that's maybe listening or thinking about getting involved just to you know take the plunge get get in contact we're all really easy to to talk to and and um we'll encourage and we'll support as best we can for anybody that's new and and as as i said we'll always try and challenge those that want to push themselves as well because we've got some you know and it's not just myself with with some experience within the group there's lots of others now that can that are challenging and, and will challenge others to to progress if they want to so yeah um I'm really delighted that we were able to get back to it um really excited for what we can in the future but I'm hoping that um obviously by listening to this episode listening to the following interviews you've had a really good insight into what it's been like for us to get back to our men's all diabetes futsal squad training sessions and yeah i hope you really do enjoy the following interviews with the guys the excitement is unreal at the moment i'm here with brighty brighty what are we doing here we're back, aren't we, mate? We are back. It's the first Dai Euro session with the men's squad for 15 months. And, uh, yeah, I think there's a there's a whole load of excitement down here in Worcester today, isn't there, mate? How are you feeling about it? I know you've spent months planning this. Some would say 15 months planning this session. So uh, how are you feeling? Yeah, just excited, mate. Really, really excited to get on with it. It's been too long and it's nice to get everyone back together again it's been yeah far too long doing it and um away from it and i think the lads have been really looking forward to it and it's always nice to to talk diabetes talk sport and give everyone an opportunity to meet you meet each other and you know get some some backing and support from your mates that play football just like you do i think that's it i think the the seeing people again is is going to be the big thing for me all these people that you got used to seeing once a month and haven't seen for for 15 months finally outline of today 30 seconds sum it up what you're hoping for what you're expecting what you're going to be delivering hopefully the word fun is going to come out john it's going to be a lot of um i think to begin with getting to know new faces um introductions a little bit of stuff from ourselves me and you peachy on, on about what's going on with tdfc and then it's going to be straight out on the pitch warm up get used to the ball again get used to using the sole with futsal again and then also you know just let's see if we can get in some games and have a bit of a laugh and you know enjoy it love it brighty we're going to catch up with you again later i feel like i'm part of like the, the national team set up you know what i mean more good, more it, tdfc is quite often described as that oh, i have to say brighty runs a good show i have to say um i'm here with sean sean it's your first ever session tdfc first question what are you expecting? 
Um, I'm expecting a lot of um, technical play from the boys today. Obviously, uh, Chris is he's quite well known, obviously, for his, his exploits in football and futsal. He's, he's famous worldwide, some might say. I mean, obviously, he's a Welsh player, you know, but we don't speak about their performance. Uh, was it last night? <laughs> yeah, he, he's still upset about it, so we don't mention it. It doesn't matter. Also, he's not coming home for England, so don't worry about it. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm expecting a lot of like good knowledge in terms of bouncing ideas about obviously like our health condition and obviously um, with football and futsal as well. Um, some of um, I guess some of people haven't played futsal before, um, so it's it's completely different to football apart from just kicking the ball. Um, so yeah, you know, there's a lot of tactics involved, a lot of mental attributes that you need to kind of learn. Um, for it yeah brilliant I just want to pick you up on something else that I just heard you say as well that in a room you've never been in a room with so many diabetics as well before strange question how does that feel it feels really weird like literally being in a room with like individuals that are all sharing like something that you have um, and it's like a wide range of different experiences some people have had it only maybe for like a year or two some people have had it for like literally all their life um, and it's really great to literally come like with a lot of people who've got different experiences <laughs> sorry Harry um, and also like literally to share a lot of your knowledge and obviously other people's experiences to kind of bounce off each other and also as well like we were joking about this in the car um, when we're in the group sessions in the NHS it's, it's all well and good but like some people don't have things in common obviously the connecting factor is football so it's really good to obviously have that as a you know thing that we're working with here Brilliant Sure, we're going ca- to catch up with you again later in the day see how you're finding it Of course thank you Take care I'm here with uh, Dingy's only mate Jack Jack good to see you again tell me uh, 15 months what are you expecting today what are you going to bring to the table well, I'm a little bit nervous today, to be fair, because I'm uh, starting a new position futsal-wise. Uh, hello, hello. Uh, Talk yeah, us uh, through this, Jack. I've, I've just, over the last few months, uh, I've started playing in goal a little bit, started mucking around in goal. And when I was younger, I always wanted to be a goalkeeper, but I was just a little bit too small. But futsal, smaller goals, it suits me, but it's more about reaction, so I've got an excuse to go in goal finally. So today, I'm going to give it a go in goal, see how we get on, hopefully pull off a few good saves and go home and feel a little bit more confident. Is it is it true that the reason you've done that is so you don't miss any open goals from six yards out again? Well, I thought, yeah, that, that, that is potentially one of the reasons. But what I'm worried about now is dropping something through my legs or something. I'm sure there will be some comedy video to come out of this in some way. I just can't figure out how I'm going to make a fool of myself. But, you know, let's give it a go. Brilliant. Thanks, Jack. On a, um, on a more serious note, just um, can you just talk us through some of the stuff that, as a diabetic, you would have in your kit bag um, just in preparation for a session? Uh, I'm usually, to be honest, sometimes I do forget. I do get quite forgetful. But today I've been extra careful. Um, for, for me, I like to go with something fast acting, like liquid. I know some people like to have things like jelly babies and stuff less. But if I'm halfway for a game, you start to feel, you know, you can't really eat anything. So I like to just get liquids in me and also keeping something carby on me at all times. But hopefully today, because I'm in goal, won't be doing as much running. Maybe the sugar levels might be a bit more stable. Let's see. Brilliant. Looking forward to it, Jack. Brilliant. Love you. I'm here with Tobias. Tobias, this is your first session with us. Um, we've just finished the, the chat inside. What are your thoughts so far? Yeah, it's fantastic. Really looking forward to getting out there and playing. It's really nice to meet everyone. The atmosphere is great and uh, everyone's getting along and there's a good bit of uh, jokes about football teams. So thoroughly enjoying it so far. Brilliant. How long have you been diabetic yourself? So I was diagnosed in November 2019, so in normal terms that's four months before the pandemic. So I spent four months getting used to a new way of life and then threw another curveball in. So I've not really done much football or exercise 
since. So yeah. Yeah, and first time in a in a room with that many diabetics who have got an interest in sport. Yeah, it's amazing. Not only is it sport, first time being in a room with people that are type one. I think I've met probably around ten type one diabetics in my life. So to double that within the space of the last half an hour is is quite interesting and it's a great support mechanism for, for both me and the people that are inside. Brilliant. So presumably then one of the the first times um that you'll have been been playing football as a diabetic with with lockdown what are your have you got any sort of expectations or, or anything any worries or anything about today uh, i'm expecting to be out of breath um, <laughs> and hopefully i don't pull any muscles um but i think that's my main concentration before my levels now i've reduced my uh, basal uh, so my background insulin um so hopefully that will give me a little bit of uh, um, movement in terms of any significant drops throughout the day um, and yeah I've had a good breakfast so that's where we're at. Talk us through what is a good breakfast? Talk us through I'm going to rate it out of 10. <laughs> For two pieces of toast. <laughs> Just two pieces of toast. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's a steady five out of ten for me. Cup of tea, cup of coffee. It's all about the coffee. So that's, yes. that's a good breakfast. That's moved up to an eight for me. <laughs> Tobias, thank you. What we'll do is um, we'll catch up with you again later in the session. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you. Seven minute games. So you're going to have a, a situation to approach. And then after that, you'll play free for like half an hour. So you're going to have subs, obviously, because it's five a side. So there's going to be always somebody on the, on the side. So when you feel tired, or when you feel like you want to get off and have a quick break, maybe check your levels or whatever, rotate off with the person who's sub on your side of the pitch. So, first of all then, I want the oranges to go down that end, chat with yourselves, how are you going to play? I've hopefully split it so there's experienced players who've played football before on both sets of teams to help with some of the tactical now. So, oranges down that end, go and have a chat. I'm going to give you two minutes. How are you going to approach it? The game is the first seven minutes is one one seven minutes to play to the end of the game non-bibs same thing one one seven minutes how are you going to approach it yeah so we've um finished our session brighty sean harry ryan we're all sat here four of us are knackered brighty apparently is knackered from coaching um i'll go to brighty first brighty how do you think the session went yeah, it was good. Uh, enjoyed it. Certainly, yeah, not as tired as the boys are. Put them through their paces, hopefully. A um, few tired legs at the end, but quite a lot of smiles, a lot of banter flowing. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was a, a good session. Hopefully the lads all thought the same. <laughs> Sean, how did, um, apart from your, your missus, how, um, <laughs> how did you find it? Um, <clears throat> so I thought it was really good today. Like it was good to kind of come back in like a structured kind of uh, training session for me. Um, it's really good to get, obviously know everyone, and obviously I need to do I need to work on my shooting. Um, Chris will help me out with that. Obviously I'm hoping. Obviously I'm hoping to be like top goal scorer for the next uh, Euros, but I don't think that's going to be happening at the moment. <laughs> I'll um, take my crown first, you know. <laughs> so yeah, no, it's, it's been a really good day today. I've, I've learned a lot. Yeah. Brilliant. Harry, um, just want to ask you about your your levels throughout the day while the session was going on. Up, down, level, how did, how did they uh, how did they pan out? Um, well, they, they started off uh, the nice warm welcome we got from you guys. And uh, I think with I got a bit of adrenaline actually when I first met everyone enough. I think they started to spike a little bit. But um, no, I didn't need to put any short term in actually. Um, 
yeah, they were a nice between six and ten. And then unfortunately, my Libra fell off actually halfway through the uh, training session. But yeah, no, they they were consistent throughout. So just refueled now with some granola and berries. I'm all right. <laughs> Diet of an athlete, I heard. Is that is that true? Uh, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> it looks to me as though there's a McDonald's cheeseburger next to you. <laughs> um, Ryan, how do you find today? Yeah, we're good. Yeah, um, like sort of first training session back. Obviously, with COVID and everything, um, so it was a it was a blow, but. Um, yeah, we're really good. Like my levels shot through the roof at the beginning of the day, so it was constantly, gradually coming down throughout. Um, and yeah, same as uh, what you just said, like restocking now, refueling, getting some carbs in for drive home. And you, interestingly, one of the the conversations we had before about your your levels being slightly higher at the start um, was around you having a, a different breakfast breakfast to what you'd normally have. Yes, I don't really eat in the morning. I know I, sh- I should do, but I don't eat in the morning. So obviously, we're playing football. I wanted to get some fuel in. Um, so on my drive down, stopped off at services, got some porridge, and it was just waiting for my insulin to kick in. Um, just sent it to high, and then started coming down gradually through. And then obviously the exercise bringing it down as well. Um, so yeah, I managed to get like seven at the end of the session. So um, like I say, we're fueling up now. Should be a, should be alright for a drive home. Brilliant. Sean, um, which player out there impressed you most today? Right, so uh, he was like a rash to me, honestly. He just wouldn't stay away from me. Um, <laughs> his name's Toby, innit? Yeah. Yeah. Toby, I don't want to gas him up too much, obviously, because otherwise he'll, like, you know, get a bit too big for his own boots. But, um, no, nah, he's a solid player. Like, he's very, like, disciplined. Like, the way he, like, he organised his team against us was really, yeah. like, well, like, thought out. Um, <clears throat> it's, like, I've, I've played against those type of players before, and, like, they're bloody, like, obviously, excuse me, like, swearing or whatever it is, but, like, they're frustrating to play against because they're just, like, they're always going to be there, and, like, everyone kind of steps up their game when, like, they're just there. And it's really frustrating to break down a team uh, as a result of it. Um, so yeah, he's definitely my standout player for today. Yeah. Thanks. I was hoping you'd sort of look towards uh, me, but that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm, I'm over it. I'm over it. Um, the host of the podcast. Yeah, I'll, I'll edit it in. Can you just just say my name? We can edit it in. Helsinki. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take that. Um, Harry, just want to want to come to you. So. Um, diagnosed within the last couple of years and um, how was it being in a room with so many other diabetics uh it was amazing really i just uh, was mentioning uh i haven't because i was diagnosed shortly before covid all kicked off um haven't really had any meetings uh, through say the nhs or or anything like that to meet with other people with type one so i mean this was really even without the football it was just great to be in the company of other people with type 1 who were all going through the same thing and um, it was a bit surreal at times when we were kind of stopping and in the past when I've been playing football it's just me on the sidelines checking my sugars and uh, we're all there together (laughs) yeah it was a bit surreal in that respect and we're all reading our levels and some people having their um, dextros or their jelly babies and Lucas Aid. So no, L- really lift tablets, of course, <laughs> lift tablets, yeah, yeah. <laughs> lift tablets. Yeah, get that sponsorship deal in. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was it was really good. And uh, I mean, it's th- this is what I come here for. Do you know, just to meet people and talk about it. And it's just been a really good uh, bit of camaraderie. Brilliant. And Ryan, we um, I heard, overheard you having some conversations. Um, 
about insulin pumps as well. Yeah, so I've had a pump for about eight, eight to ten years now, I think it is. Uh, so I'm actually on my second version of a pump, um, which I've only recently got. Um, and yeah, I find it brilliant. Uh, with football, obviously, you are worried about sort of like the lines getting pulled on, like the cannula falling out and things. But wearing Under Armour uh, style sort of long sleeve, um, yeah, Under Armours, I guess. Um, it sort of allows you to tuck it in and not like the or the wire to be exposed. So, so you keep your pump on while you play. Yeah, I, I com- completely keep it on and try and have uh, like sports drinks to just keep me sort of levels topped up so I don't drop too low uh, but yeah I keep it on all the time yeah brilliant and, and there was people out there with pumps who um who take them off as well so yeah another just interesting hearing that, that there are people who play with them on um final word brighty pearls of wisdom from today Gaffer. pearls of wisdom wow that's it <laughs> it hopefully you know it's uh, an opportunity for us to all get back together again it's an opportunity to bring people that haven't met each other to build relationships with others they've got their condition and it's what we're built on you know that idea of peer support that idea of supporting each other learning off each other education awareness all of those things you can encompass that within a, a day like today and it's just been brilliant to to get back to a face-to-face session for the first time in 15 months Brilliant. Well, that's it for this episode. And we just want to say a huge thank you to everyone who has tuned in. And don't forget to subscribe and follow the podcast on whichever platform you're listening to us on. And whilst you're there, if you could rate and review us, that will help us and the show to reach more people. Whilst if you'd like to get in contact with us about any ideas or thoughts for the show, send us an email about the Diabetes Dugout to the Diabetes Football Community at gmail.com or head to the website www.thediabetesfootballcommunity.com for more information about our project. Thanks for joining us and tune in next time for more stories, inspiration and information about diabetes in football. <laughs>